Hey, welcome to Victory at Home. And it's such a privilege to be with you today. Can you believe that this is the 17th week, maybe even the 18th week that we have been meeting online and it has been insane, crazy. Obviously, we're still facing a lot of uncertainty and, and some hard decisions right now you know you, you've got the decision that you're walking through about you know whether to or not wear a mask some of you are dealing with the situation and decision of whether you should take your kid back to school or not or or whether you should go back to work or not and there's just a lot of decisions and with with all of the information and all of the opinions and all of the comments that are surrounding us I thought that now more than ever would be a vital time for us to really talk about the idea of wisdom because we have a lot of information, but what we need right now more than anything is wisdom. And so I thought it'd be cool just for a couple of weeks for us as a church to really take to the scriptures and find out what wisdom is and how do we get it and what are the benefits of it and so on. And so we're going to do that and we're starting today in a series called Supreme. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 says that wisdom is supreme. So go get Wisdom. I love that. Go go get it. It's it's supreme. Supreme is defined as superior than others. So here's what scripture is telling you is that above all things, what we need is wisdom. Again, we can have all the knowledge, we can have all the opinions, we can get all of the commentary, but what's superior than all of those things is wisdom. And what we're going to do is we're going to look through the book of Proverbs. And let me kind of explain to you why we're looking at the book of Proverbs for wisdom. In the biblical day, that again, of, of the reign of a king guy by the name of King Solomon, who was David's son, it was very normal in their culture for a king to gather the wisest people around him and to ask for little nuggets of wisdom. And then he would, he would take those nuggets of wisdom and put them together in what they would call wisdom literature. And then they'd pass that down to generations, you know, long after them. And so what the book of Proverbs is, is it's those nuggets of wisdom from King Solomon. And we know from other scriptures that King Solomon actually had divine wisdom. He had wisdom from God. So when we read the book of Proverbs, it's literally wisdom literature from God. And so it's so important that and you and I are looking for wisdom. We're looking for wisdom and what to do about our job and what to do about school and what to do about a mask. And we're just constantly looking for wisdom. And what better time than now than for you and I to turn to the book of Proverbs and again, find that which is supreme, that which is superior than others. And that is wisdom. So do me a favor and comment right there in the chat. Put the title of today's sermon. The title is I gotta get it, right? Because wisdom is supreme and we have to go get wisdom. Now look, when we're reading through the book of Proverbs, you are going to see a common theme of four categories of people. And the idea is that we will find ourselves in one of these four. And so the very first category is this, it's the simple. This, this is a person that's clueless, a person that just doesn't know what to do. You know, it's, it's, it's ignorance. Again, it's not that they're stupid, but, but it's ignorance. I just don't know. The book of Proverbs in Proverbs 14, verse 15 says it like this, only simpletons believe everything that they're told. So again, this is the idea of someone who just doesn't know, just lacks knowledge, then they'll just believe anything, right? There, it was kind of funny recently on uh, social media, Facebook, there were these videos that were kind of popular and they were obviously fake videos. 
But there was one where a UFO was kind of arriving, I don't know, in New York or something. And there was another one where birds were attacking, kind of like the movie from Stephen King. And there were a couple people that, I've, that I'm friends with on Facebook that were sharing these videos and sharing literal panic. Like they thought that they were real. They just didn't know. And so again, their actions were that of someone who just doesn't know. So that's the first category is just the simple. The second category is the fool, okay? So the fool knows what to do, but just chooses not to do it, right? So, so you got the simple who doesn't know what to do. Now you have the fool who knows what to do, but just doesn't do it. Again, Proverbs chapter one, verse seven talks about the fool. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction, right? We've all had conversation before with someone who, was a fool, right? Who, who knew what the right thing to do was, but just chose to not do it. So, so, so Proverbs, again, is introducing us to these people. You've got the simple person who, who is lacks knowledge, who, who's ignorant, who doesn't know what to do. Then you've got the fool who knows what's right, who knows what they should and shouldn't do, but yet chooses to do it or not do it anyway. Recently, there was a moment where I actually was the fool. Darla and I were in Memphis. We were spending time with her parents and we were swimming in their swimming pool and we were in there with our kids and, and the kids had goggles and they were swimming and searching for stuff and I wanted to join them. So I wanted to put on a pair of goggles and the, and the, the, my goggles were kind of hanging on a hook on, on the patio area. And in order to get them, I either had to get out of the pool, which I didn't want to do, or I could jump up and try to get them off the hook. So I jumped up a couple of times, you know, and, and failed. I did not get them. And Darla sees this happening. She goes, hold on, babe, I'll get them. And even though she says that, I just keep on jumping. I keep on jumping, trying to get the goggles. She, as she's getting out of the pool, I'm still jumping, trying to get the goggles. And finally she gets over there and she gets them off. And she's like, what are you doing? And I, there was just something in me. Like I knew that the right thing to do would be to just stop and let her get them, right? Because I was probably going to end up hurting myself. But even though I knew what was right, I could not stop doing it. And, and if we were honest, we've all had a moment there, right? Where we knew what the right thing to do or we knew what the wrong thing was, but yet we chose to do it or not do it anyway. So you have the simple, then you have the fool. Now, third, you have the mocker. Now, now the mocker is like a fool on steroids, right? Because the mocker knows what to do, chooses not to do it, and then criticizes those who do do it, right? So, so, the, so the fool is one who knows what they should do and yet chooses not to do it. The mocker is one who knows what they should do, chooses not to do it, and then mocks any of those or criticizes any of those who are doing it, right? So, so you got the mocker, the fool, the simple, and then last is the wise. Now hear me, being wise doesn't mean you're necessarily smarter, but the wise is someone who is willing to learn. Proverbs says in chapter 9, verse 9, instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. So being wise just means you're willing to learn. So again, watch this. You've got the simple, you've got the fool, you've got the mocker, and then you've got the wise. Look at it like this. Correct the simple and they won't get you. Correct the fool and they will ignore you. Correct the mocker and they'll hate you correct the wise and they'll thank you. You see how it's different? And Proverbs is setting us up. Now, now watch, when I first read about this and thought this through, I thought, oh, these are four different people. But the more I prayed through this message, the more I felt the Spirit of God tell me, no, 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 this isn't four different people. This is the same person in four different seasons, 
right? And in every situation, we can look back and go, oh man, there was a time where I was the simple person in this. I just didn't know. I might have done wrong. I might have spoken wrong. I might have gone out of turn, but I just didn't know. And then we can all think about seasons and moments where we were the fool, right? Where we knew this was right, or we knew this was wrong, but we chose to do it anyway. And then even though we probably don't want to admit it, I think we all could find seasons in our life where we were the mocker, where we, we knew what not to do, we chose not to do it, and then we sat back and criticized those who did. And then the further time went on, we looked back and we felt bad about it. And now there's a time for us to be wise. And, and now more than ever, with all that's happening, whether there was a time where we were the simple, right? I don't know what COVID-19 is. I don't know what's happening. Maybe there was a time where we were the fool, where we spoke up or, or we knew we were supposed to do this, but we didn't. You know, we knew we should have went and got toilet paper, but we didn't. You know, then there was a time where we were the mocker, where we stepped back and we criticized those who were doing certain things. But now more than ever is the time to be the wise, where we have to be willing to learn. So the first point is this. How do we get wisdom, right? If, if we understand that we don't want to be the simple or the fool or the mocker, that we want to be the wise, how do I get wisdom? Now, now James makes it pretty clear in his book, James chapter one, verse five, where he simply says this, if you want wisdom, ask God, right? And, and he goes on to say something that's pretty cool. And God will give it generously. So, so watch this. James makes it very clear. Hey, if you want wisdom, what, what should I do? How do I get wisdom? Simple. You ask God for it. The supreme is simple. You, you just ask God. And then I love that James made it a point to let us know that, hey, God is not holding on to it tightly. God is not wanting you to jump over certain hoops or apply and get approved to be able to get wisdom. God is ready to give it to you generously. What does generously mean? It means he's giving it away at mass value, right? It means that as soon as you ask for it, he's ready to give it, that you don't have to do a lot to get it. You just have to ask for it. And I think a lot of us, that's our problem is that we want wisdom, but we're like, I don't know how to get it. And it's so simple. It's right in front of us. So, so let me give you two quick ways that we can quote unquote, ask God for wisdom. The first way is this by prayer. We just need to be praying. Hey, every situation you face, every question you have, every decision you're trying to make right now, every situation you're coming up against, if you need wisdom, maybe you need wisdom for your marriage. Maybe you need wisdom right now in parenting. Maybe you need wisdom again with your job, your finances. Maybe you need wisdom in your spiritual life. Wherever it is that you need wisdom, we need to start by asking God in prayer. God, God, help me. Look, I don't know if you know this, but I have been praying every morning. I already was, but, but certainly since this whole pandemic and the quarantine, because there's a lot of things that I need God's wisdom for. And so instead of trying to make decisions, again, based off of information I'm getting that I don't know is true or not, I'm going to the source of all wisdom. I'm showing up and saying, God, give me wisdom on this situation. So first is to ask God through prayer. And second is to hear God in his word. And, and obviously his word is big and it, sometimes it's hard for us to study through it. So we're in this series, we're trying to kind of make a more specific focus for our church and say, hey, instead of reading the entire Bible for wisdom for the next 31 days, Let's just focus on the book of Proverbs. So let's be praying and asking God for wisdom. And let's be reading the book of Proverbs, trying to hear the direction and the instructions that he would give us on how to make 
wise choices. So hear me, church. It is so important for us as a father, as a mother, as a husband, as a wife, as an employee, as a boss, as a mentor, as a disciple, as someone who's having to pay bills. It's so important for us in this season to make wise decisions. And I know everybody's trying to influence you. Everybody's trying to persuade you. You're listening to social media. You're listening to the news. You have all of this knowledge. We have enough knowledge. What we need is wisdom. We need to be able to make wise decisions. I love the way Billy Graham said it. Listen, to this. he said, knowledge is horizontal, but wisdom is vertical. Did you catch that? You can listen to social media. You can listen to the news. You, you do need some of that knowledge. You do need some of that information, but we have to make sure that we are desiring wisdom over knowledge. Why? Because wisdom is supreme. Wisdom is superior over knowledge. And so again, a lot of us have the knowledge, but what God is saying is we need to be asking him for the wisdom. Now, I don't know if you've been following along with us, but since this past Monday, every day we've been posting on social media what we're calling 31 Days of Wisdom. And, and it's kind of simple. Here's what it is. I'm reading that proverb of the day. Again, there's 31 proverbs, so I'm just reading proverb one the first day, two the second day, and I'm reading it off camera. And then I'm just sharing on camera something that stood out to me, a couple of verses. And then I'm encouraging you to share what might have stood out to you. So again, you have to read it in your own time and then comment on that video, something that stood out to you. And, and my hope is this, that after these 31 days between those little devotionals and our Sunday morning sermons, that you would, after that's over, look back and say, I am wiser today than I was before this began. And when it comes to being a husband and a wife and a mom and a dad and an employee, and, and a boss and, and again, a financial you know, advisor and all these different things that I feel wiser about the decisions I'm making. When it comes to making a decision about my kids in school, when it comes to making a decision about my job, I feel wiser when I make these decisions because I'm asking God for wisdom. So how do we get it? You get it through prayer and you get it through reading the Bible, which right now I'm encouraging us to read the book of Proverbs. And if we will do those two things, I'm telling you, you and I can go from being the fool, from being the simpleton, from being the mocker to being the wise. So point one is how do we get wisdom? Point two is what are the benefits of having wisdom? So again, we've learned that we need it. We learned that we have to get it and here's how to get it. But for a second, let's end today talking about just some of the actual benefits of having wisdom. And that, that's one of the things I love about the book of Proverbs is when King Solomon's writing, not only is he telling you how to get wisdom, not only is he telling you what wisdom is, but he's literally showing you how wisdom will benefit you if you go after it. And so there's probably a lot more benefits throughout Proverbs than I'm going to actually give you right now. But due to time, I'm just going to give you five. So, so here's five benefits that you and I experience when we begin to get wisdom from God, right? So the first benefit is this, that it gives me peace in the middle of fear and anxiety. You know, it's funny, probably now more than ever, we're, we're beginning to face a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety. And I think some of that's because we like to control things. And whenever something gets out of our control, the result of that is often fear and anxiety. And what I love about wisdom is the more that you get the wisdom of God, the more you realize that you and I were never in control to begin with. If right now during this season, you feel like the future is hopeless, what you need is wisdom. 
Let me show you what Proverbs says. Proverbs chapter three, one and two say this. My son, do not forget my teaching. Do, do not forget the scripture that you're reading and the wisdom that you're getting. But keep my commands in your heart. Watch this. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. So we're in a season where you have fear. Look, if you're struggling right now with fear, if you're dealing right now with a lot of anxiety because you're not really sure what's going to happen, if that future, uh, the future days, future weeks seem a little bit hopeless to you, if you're wondering if this is ever going to change, if, if whatever it is that you're dealing with has got you in a position of fear or anxiety, what you need is the wisdom of God. Because one of the benefits of wisdom is peace. Because you get out of here and you start getting into the mind of God. We're going to talk next week a lot about leaning on our understanding versus leaning on the understanding of God. And so that's one of the benefits of wisdom. If you and I will ask God for wisdom, we will get peace in a time where we would normally have fear or anxiety. The second benefit of wisdom is it protects me from myself. I think we can all think about times, whether it was when you were a kid or maybe you were in college, maybe when you were newly married or a new parent, where you just made dumb decisions, right? Where, where you just did stupid stuff. I could tell you stories galore where I just did dumb things. Like I needed somebody to protect me from myself. I heard somebody say this recently. They said 20% of the problems we face are out of our control. Like no matter what we did, we were gonna experience those problems or those hardships. But 80% of the issues that we face are because we did something stupid, right? We made a dumb decision. We said yes when we should have said no. We went right when we should have went left. We did something when we knew we shouldn't do it. And according to Proverbs, wisdom helps us. Watch this. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 6. Do not turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. That's just so powerful. Love her and she will guard you. When we gain the wisdom of God, it protects us from ourselves. It makes us know, hey, don't do that. You shouldn't go down that direction. One of the most incredible things that I watch on a daily basis is the interaction between my wife and my oldest daughter, Veda. Veda's 10 years old and she's starting to get closer and closer to that, those teenage years. And so, you know, she's having questions. She's experiencing all kinds of different things, whether it's happening at school or with friends. And I just love, anytime I see her and my wife begin to talk, I just kind of step back and watch. Because what I'm watching is the wisdom of my wife be imparted into my daughter, who again is ignorant, right? Who doesn't know. And it's the wisdom from her mother that if she will embrace it, it will protect her and guard her from dumb decisions. Right? I mean, again, if you're a parent, you've been there. You've had those conversations. And if, if no matter who you are, you can think about the conversations you've had with somebody before, your parents or a mentor, where you're like, I wish I would have listened to what they said. Why? Because that was wisdom. And that's what Proverbs is saying. Don't turn your back on her. Don't ignore her. Because when you embrace wisdom, she will guard you from yourself. She will protect you from yourself and making dumb decisions. The third benefit of wisdom is this. It keeps me strong in my faith. So again, Proverbs chapter 3, 21 through 26, but I'm only going to read a little bit of it. it. says, My son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion. Watch this. For the Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. You know, the longer we go without wisdom, the more we start to get closer to sin. 
And when that scripture says that he will not let your foot get snared, it's referring to a trap that would catch your foot, right? And it would keep you trapped. And a lot of times it's the lack of wisdom that becomes a trap set from the enemy. And again, the less wisdom we have, the, the closer we get to sin, we start to make excuses for our sin, we start to turn the other way, and the closer we get to wisdom, the more wisdom calls that out. Have you ever noticed? It's, it's why, have you ever noticed when someone is wanting to fall away from the Lord or beginning to fall away from their spiritual life, they will start to avoid their Christian friends, they'll stop going to church, they'll stop listening to worship music, they'll stop listening to sermons. And the reason for that is because anytime you're in those environments, there's wisdom. And there's an opportunity for you to get wisdom. And the more we get the wisdom of God, the more it calls out the ignorance in our life, the more it calls out the sin in our life, the more it calls out the bad decisions that we're making. And so again, it keeps us strong in our faith. So it doesn't just give you wisdom and decisions, but it keeps you solid in your walk with God. Another benefit is this, is that it stops me from being prideful, right? So Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7 says, Do not be wise in your own eyes, right? Don't get so obsessed with yourself. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. You know, anytime we start to get uh, a little bit set in our pride, we'll start to lose compassion for other people. We'll start to be easily offended. And again, the more we turn to wisdom, the less it allows us to focus on how good we think we are, right? The less it makes us think about how wise we are and we think about how wise God is and we follow him and it helps us turn away from our pride. The last benefit of wisdom is this, it helps me build my life. Proverbs 24.3 makes it very simple. It says, by wisdom, a house is built. Here's what that means. That means in every area of my life, when I have godly wisdom, it's beneficial. If I want to build a home, then I need godly wisdom. If I want to build my marriage, then I need godly wisdom. If I want to build up my children, I need godly wisdom. If I want to build up my finances, I need godly wisdom. If I want to build up my business, I need godly wisdom. Regardless of everything else we've said, the wisdom of God will simply help you build your life. Again, we can do all of the, the, the schooling that we want to do. We can read all of the books. Knowledge is great. But what you and I need is divine wisdom. We need the wisdom of God. And if we will allow the wisdom, if we will ask God for it and pray and read his word, then that wisdom will help us build our life. There are so many times that I'm conversating with my, my kids or my wife, and we, we can just see so many areas where wisdom that we had from scripture helped us make that decision. It helped us communicate when normally somebody might fight. It helped us make this decision. And the wisdom of God was building our life. I heard a statement I thought was pretty cool like this. Knowledge is what built the Titanic, but wisdom avoids icebergs. Think about that for a second, right? So, so, so knowledge is what you need to be able to build the ship, but wisdom is what you need to avoid the icebergs. So let's just, let's just apply that to our lives for a second. You need knowledge to know how to perform a wedding, right? You need knowledge to be able to know how to have a child. These are the things that get us there, but it's wisdom to raise a kid. And it's wisdom to have a healthy marriage. So we have knowledge, but what we need is wisdom. And so let's go over those benefits one more time. Number one is it gives us peace in the middle of fear and anxiety. Number two, 
is it protects me from myself. Number three is it helps keep my faith walk strong. Number four is it helps me from becoming prideful. And then number five is it helps build my life. Now, here's what I want to ask you to do as your pastor for the next, again, 25 days. I want you to commit to finding wisdom with me. Commit to tuning in every morning for the, for the 31 Days of Wisdom devotionals. Commit to tuning in on Sunday. Invite your neighbors. Set up a watch party. And let's study the book of Proverbs together. And let's you and I go after the supreme wisdom of God. Let's go after the thing that you and I need more than anything. And instead of constantly worrying or constantly trying to figure out something that we honestly don't have an answer to, let's go after Scripture. Let's go after the Word of God and let's seek the divine wisdom of God. Now, Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 says this, It's the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom. So here's what that tells me, that our very first encounter with wisdom is salvation. So if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want to encourage you to do that. We're going to pray here in a minute and just give you that opportunity to receive Christ as your Savior. That's your first nugget of wisdom. And then as you begin to grow that relationship with Jesus and you begin to pursue the book of Proverbs and you gain the wisdom of God on top of your salvation. Look, it's been 18 weeks since we've gathered together inside of a church building. And it's really easy to fall into different routines. It's really easy to become complacent, to stop reading your Bible, stop praying, and stop tuning into what's happening in the church altogether. And through that process, you start to kind of drift away from your relationship with God. And so again, I want to encourage you to make that reconnection. And maybe that's what happens today. Maybe there's a moment of salvation. Maybe there's a moment of reconnection, rededication, where we just get back to being committed to the presence of God committed to prayer, committed to reading the Bible, committed to tuning in what's happening in the church, and kind of kickstart the process of seeking divine wisdom of God. Again, wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. So salvation, a committed relationship to God is first, and then we build the wisdom on top of it. Can I pray for you real quick? Father, we thank you right now for the opportunity to just be in your presence. And in a time where there's a lot of uncertainty and some are experiencing fear or anxiety, that we can go to your word and find a life-giving message for us. And Father, we thank you for the book of Proverbs and we thank you for the wisdom that you give us through King Solomon. And I pray as a church, as we continue this journey, where we are just seeking out the divine wisdom of God. I pray for every person that's watching right now, every question that they have, every uncertainty, every decision they have to make, that God, you would give them clear direction based off of prayer and your word. I pray for those right now who are saying, I want to start a relationship with Jesus. Lord, your Bible is very clear. It says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. And so as they believe it and as they're saying it, that they want to have a relationship with you, that Father, that's where the search for wisdom begins. I pray for those that have just kind of drifted away just because of what we're facing and, and the difficulties and the situations that we've been in. They've just kind of drifted away and that this morning is an opportunity for them to be reconnected, rededicated. Again, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. And we thank you that even though we are facing times, unprecedented times, your word is still alive and giving us clear direction on what to do tomorrow. Help us 
uncover your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you want more information on salvation or discipleship, do me a favor and text this number so that we can reach out, connect with you, and answer any questions that you may have. Also, if you don't want to miss any sermons during the Supreme series, subscribe right now so that you will know when we are going live. Have a great week, and we'll see you next weekend.